0: Hi there. This is the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number nine, limiting yourself with labels. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's been a minute since I put out an episode and while the last few weeks have been quite the whirlwind around here, we've had a lot going on, including getting our girls all moved up in Utah. That was so fun and kind of agonizing all at the same time. But last weekend they got settled and met some really great new people and are for the most part really excited for a new year. Excited with maybe some nervous mixed in, at least for the daughter who's moving up there for the first time, but good things are happening and we're all just settling into a new groove. Change is hard, but it can be really good too. And we have had a lot of change around here lately, so we're just going to roll with it. I also had the opportunity up in Utah to speak at an event that my sister put on and it was so much fun. I love collaborating with and connecting with other women and being inspired and sharing what's powerful for us. It was such a great night. I just love that kind of thing. And now I'm really glad to be back at the podcast. It's been too long. So let's get going. Okay. Today, I wanted to piggyback a little on what I talked about last time about our beliefs and the evidence we use to support them. But this week, I want to focus a little more specifically on your beliefs about yourself and how that affects your present experience as well as what's possible for you in the future. In coaching, we talk a lot about beliefs because as you know, if you put the beliefs you have about yourself in the thought line of the model, and if you're wondering what the model is, check out episode number two, but if you put your beliefs about yourself in the thought line, you will see how that affects everything else. Your thoughts affect the way you feel about yourself, they fuel the actions you are or aren't taking, and in the end, they determine the results you are getting in your life. But sometimes it's hard to know what we really believe about ourselves. I remember filling out a worksheet at coach training asking what my beliefs about myself were, and I honestly didn't really know. It was hard to come up with something, and I think it's because I'd had those thoughts and beliefs about myself for so long that they didn't really seem like they were beliefs. They just seemed like facts about me that weren't optional or couldn't change. So That's one reason it might be a little bit challenging to know what we believe about ourselves. And I think another reason is that sometimes it takes some digging to really get down to the true belief that's keeping us stuck. We have kind of a superficial belief um, or beliefs that are clouding the real belief we have about our worth or our abilities or our potential. So one way that I have found that really helps me to uncover some of these limiting beliefs as they're sometimes referred to is to look at the labels I put on myself. So let's talk about labels for a minute. What's a label? Well, it's basically a word or a phrase we use to describe ourselves that's based on our past behavior or experiences. And we give ourselves labels by looking at what we've done before, what our patterns have been, and then using that to determine what we think is possible for us in the future or what we're capable of. We use the evidence of the past to decide what our potential is right now and what it will be in the future. But the problem with labels is that they can sometimes be really negative, and i found people don't generally have a lot of positive labels for themselves. And remember, our brains like to look out for what's wrong. They have that negative bias and are trying to protect us, and are very good at finding what they're looking for, which is evidence that there's trouble or danger, or in this case, that there's something wrong with us. So let's take a look at some of the labels I've heard, either from others or that I've given to myself, Um, Some labels might include, I'm a stress eater, I'm an introvert, I'm not a very fun person, I'm not smart, I'm not creative, I'm a neat freak, I'm not very social, I'm not patient, I'm shy, I'm a people pleaser, I'm not organized, I'm a procrastinator, I never follow through on things, I'm not techie, I'm a germaphobe, I'm insecure, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a worrier, I'm such a negative person. Do any of these sound familiar? Now, some of these labels are obviously not productive and we can see how they would keep us stuck, right? But even some of them that sound not so negative can cause us trouble. And one of these for me is the label of perfectionist that I have put on myself. And to me, that one doesn't sound so bad. It actually, to me, always kind of sounded good, like kind of some badge of honor or something that meant that I just like things to look nice or I just wanted to do my best. So let me tell you a little bit about how I discovered that this was a label that was not a good one for me. Um, So I have a sister named Stephanie, and wow, I just sit back and marvel at all she is able to get done. She's always been a go-getter and has accomplished a lot in her life, and if something needs to be done, you know that Steph will make sure that it happens. And I think she gets more done in a day than I do in a week, honestly. It's amazing. Well, about a year ago, her family had just moved into a new house, and we happened to be in Utah a couple of weeks later. And so, of course, we wanted to have a tour. And remember, she'd only been in the house for literally two weeks, but every room was decorated. Pictures were up on walls, closets were organized, and she and her husband had even managed to put up a tile backsplash in their kitchen, and it was all just beautiful. So we laughed as we walked through her house that I still have pictures and other wall decor that I bought months before, still leaning against walls, and I was still deciding whether I wanted to keep it or if I wanted... Or if that was the right spot for it, you know, all of those super important decisions. And it was taking much longer than it could have because I'm a perfectionist and I don't want to keep something that I'm not going to end up liking. So I have to stew about it for a while or I don't want to hang a picture the wrong way or in the wrong place. And I get so caught up in everything being perfect that I just keep putting it off. And then things take much, much longer than they would if I would just make the decision and move on. So in the end, that belief or that way of thinking is causing me to delay working on projects or even going after my goals because I think there's only one right way or that I have to do it perfectly or that everything has to align just right for me to give myself the green light to move forward. And I've noticed how this perfectionism, as I have labeled myself, has, caused, has affected other areas of my life and have realized that just because this is how I've functioned and done things in the past, that it doesn't mean I have to keep being that way now or in the future. And one of the things that's helped me so much in moving forward with projects or diving into goals is that it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Doing something, even a little thing, is so much better than doing nothing. And in almost everything that I do, it doesn't have to be A-plus work. In fact, B or B minus work, and yes, sometimes even C work is okay. At least I'm being productive and moving forward instead of procrastinating and staying stuck and then being frustrated that things aren't getting done. So that's just one example of how a label or belief we have about ourselves can affect the way we're showing up. And it also shows that those labels can be optional. We don't have to keep wearing that label or being that person. So if you're a mom who yells at her kids when she gets frustrated, You don't have to do that today. You can decide to show up differently, even if that's what you've always done. Even if that's your habit. You can practice believing something different about yourself, and you can believe that being a more patient, calm, in-control mom is totally possible for you. So The biggest problem I see with labels and what I've observed in my own life is that many of the labels we give ourselves keep us from showing up in the world. They're keeping us small. They're keeping us from making changes and from believing in our own possibilities and potential. We put limits on ourselves based on our past actions or inactions. We tell stories about ourselves to ourselves and then use those stories to decide whether or not we're capable of something. But I've got great news for you. You can believe something without having any evidence for it. You can believe that you can accomplish something or be someone without any proof from your past that it's possible. Just believing that it's possible makes it possible. That's enough. I think back a few months ago when I was starting this podcast, I had really wanted to do a podcast for a couple of years, but I'd had so many reasons, so much evidence why I just wasn't cut out for it. First of all, I told myself that I wasn't techie, that there was no way I could figure out the technology to even record and put the podcast together. And I definitely wasn't creative enough to come up with a script every week. And I certainly wasn't confident enough to put my thoughts and ideas and my voice out into the world. In fact, and my kids laugh about laugh at me about this but i was voted the most shy out of all the kids in my ninth grade class my freshman year of high school so to me that just proved my insecurities even more right i had to i had put so many limits on what was possible for me based on the labels that i had placed on myself and those limits gave me excuses for staying small and safe but they also kept me from doing a work that i really wanted to do so know that just because you've had labels placed on you either by yourself or by others You don't have to live that label. You do not have to be that person. You get to decide how you want to show up now and in the future. So how do we do this? How do we break out of those limiting beliefs? How do we remove those labels that are keeping us locked in our circumstances? Well, for me, one of the answers has been to live as if. I decided that I was going to live as if I was already that confident, creative person I wanted to be. And I learned this concept from a timeout for women talk years ago by Laurel Christensen. And she said this concept is illustrated really well in the very first few chapters of first Nephi, where we find the story of Lehi and his family leaving their beloved home and venturing out into the wilderness, not knowing exactly what was in store for them. Now you remember, You probably know this story well, but Lehi was a prophet and he had been warned that Jerusalem, the city he and his family lived in, would be destroyed because of the wickedness of the people and that they were to leave. Well, a little bit into their journey, God told Lehi to send his sons back to Jerusalem to get the scriptures and other genealogical records of his family. Now in chapter 5, his sons have not yet returned And since there are no cell phones or means of communication, and they have no idea whether their sons have survived this perilous assignment, Lehi's wife, Sariah begins to worry. And she's just sure their sons have been killed. And she's pretty angry with her husband, Lehi, and basically tells him that this is all his fault. And I love Lehi's response. He tells her that they left Jerusalem because he had had a vision from the Lord, and he was simply doing what he had been instructed to do. And he also reminds her of what the Lord had promised Lehi as he exercised obedience. He tells her, I have obtained a land of promise. He doesn't say I hope or I might, or even I will. He says I have Lehi is living and believing as if it has already happened. So think about this. His family is traveling into the unknown wilderness. They have no idea what's ahead of them. Their journey has barely begun, but Lehi trusts God and he believes in his own ability to follow through on what God is asking him and his family to do. He believes that what God has promised has already come to pass and so he lives it. He exercises faith and trust and complete obedience as if the land of promise is already his. I love that. So living as if, means that I can live as if I was already the person I want to be. In fact, that's how I become the person I want to be. I can ask myself, how will I think about myself or about others or about the world when I am this person? And then I can practice thinking that way. I can ask myself, what will I say or do or believe when I'm that person? And then I can practice saying and doing and believing those things. And you know that whatever you practice grows stronger, right? We've talked about that. The person you want to become doesn't appear in one big sudden transformation. It's the small and simple things, right? It's the consistent daily awareness and effort that makes the difference and gets us to where we want to be. I had never done a podcast before and for a long time, I didn't see myself as someone who could really do it. But one day I decided to believe that it was a possibility, that it was something I can do. And that's when things started to change. That's when I started to move forward and little by little, line upon line, I am figuring this out. I think it's funny that when we're little kids, we don't really have those limiting labels, right? We don't have those limiting beliefs about ourselves. When we're children, we believe we can do or be whatever we want. My little fifth grader has always had the biggest dreams and goals, and I just marvel at what he believes is possible for his life. Kids don't really put constraints on themselves and what they believe they can do. And I think that's something we learn to do as we get older. But one of the things that has been so powerful for me in studying the science of the mind is that our brains have what we call plasticity, which means that they really are changeable. They really can be altered when we become more deliberate and mindful about what's going on inside of them. And really understanding this was one of the biggest turning points of my life. It meant that I could change old patterns and habits that weren't serving me, that I could choose to respond differently to the people around me and the situations I found myself in. And so much of this involved changing the labels I had put on myself. And like I said last week, being willing to be wrong about the limits I was putting on myself that was based on evidence from my past. So remember that today, in this very moment, you can show up however you want to. You get to decide who you want to be. So be deliberate about it. You don't have to conform to your past actions or patterns, even if they were happening just five minutes ago. These things do not have to stay the same as they've always been. You do not have to stay the same as you've always been. You don't have to put boundaries on yourself based on unnecessary labels. Don't let yourself be confined by them. Every day is a new day and you get to decide how you will think and what you will do. So choose it consciously. So take a look at and maybe make a list of labels that you have for yourself and take note of how these labels are affecting your life and know that these labels don't own you. They don't have to define you. They don't have to restrict you or hinder you. The more labels you have, the more you limit and confine yourself. So give yourself permission to let go of them. Give yourself permission to believe in extraordinary possibilities and believe that the past has gotten you right where you need to be. You don't have to be ashamed of it or regret it or wish it away. But when you acknowledge and even embrace your past and understand that all of those things have happened for you, then you can let it go and move forward. So if you can't tell, I feel pretty passionately about this idea because I've seen it really transform my own life. I love this work and I love sharing it. So thank you again for listening. And remember that if you have any questions or would like to know more about these tools and concepts, go to my website and you can sign up for a free mini session. And I love any opportunity I get to help people apply this work to their own lives. All right, I'm going to sign out for today. I hope you're all settling into your new routines and gearing up for a fabulous fall. I love this time of year. Although I'm not quite ready for the Halloween stuff I'm seeing in some stores. Well, maybe I'm ready for the candy corns. I'm a candy corn lover. I know, gross. Anyway, have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Bye now. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to check out my website at motherhoodelevated.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session to see what working with me looks like as well as find information on classes I offer or get on the list for some weekly inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's MotherhoodElevated.com. Have a great week!